Hey everybody, how's it going? You doing all right? Well, I hope so. Well, I'm very well, thanks for asking. Welcome to my podcast. This is Beyond the Dog with Lynn Bokey, and I appreciate you tuning in. It means a lot to me. I mean, it really, really does mean a lot to me. And I hope you're all enjoying things so far. I know that each time I record an episode, I'm, I'm enjoying it more and more. I even got these little soundproofing panels to make things more crisp for you. We'll just see how that goes, you know what I'm saying? I feel more and more comfortable as I continue messing around with this technology stuff that I've avoided for so much of my life. On a side note, I've been working on a few videos to put up on YouTube. Holy shit, really? I know, right? You know how uncomfortable I am with technology, but one day I just sat down and started editing a video for practice and it looked kind of good. So I just kept going. My first video is really just one minute during one of my shadow programs that I'll most likely use as an advertisement, but I think it's an insightful 60 seconds. The other one I'm working on, I'm calling A Chance for Courage. I helped this rescue in Arizona called Standing Proud Pitbull Rescue with a dog named Chance who's so afraid of everything that you just, uh, you just want to take his place so he doesn't have to go through life anymore being so afraid, you know? You just want to take his pain away and even if it's just for a few minutes so he can have a moment of peace, the poor guy, you know? So I'm almost done with editing uh, that, but I'm trying to figure out the perfect music to use for it. I think it'll be inspiring. I mean, I hope it is. That one will be about 10 minutes long and hopefully you don't get tired of looking at me. <laughs> I'll try to get these videos out for everyone by, or maybe even before October. And I can't believe that I'm only just now starting with all this. I mean, with as long as I've been working with dogs, wow. It's amazing to me. I mean, what was I waiting for? Why was I so afraid of technology? I mean, everybody keeps asking me when I'm gonna put out uh, some video and, and I know that once I get the hang of all this stuff, you know, uh, I'll put more and more content out there for you to learn from. That's a little scary and, and exciting all at the same time for me. Anyway, so listen, I know you were expecting part three of my pressure matrix and it's coming, but I, I just got back from Vermont and I went out there to help Ian Grant for five days. You may know him already, but if you don't, you, you should definitely check him out. He has this unique podcast where he interviews a dog trainer from every state and I think he's up to 25 states now. If you want to hear my interview with him, I was lucky number 13. Ian's podcast is called The Vermont Dog Trainer Show. Check him out. So, as you may know, I have a few versions of my traveling shadow program. You know, one for dog owners, kind of a, an in-home intervention. I have another one for pack walkers. You know, I was a pioneer for pack walking as a business, so I thought it, it was a good idea to offer a shadow program to them. It's amazing how many pack walkers are out there now, all over the world. I love it. I, I check them out on Instagram and I, I just see all these tiny little things that used to bother me when I was a pack walker. And, and I see them doing these things or, or having the same problems that I used to have uh, or, or, or used to be an issue for me. And I know I, I can help them become more efficient, you know, with their dogs, uh, their business, and I've already worked with some great people and I have so much fun with this program. It, it's like old days for me. I also have a program for trainers where I come and, 
and work with them in their own environment with their employees, their clients, and client dogs. I really enjoy that program too. So while I was in Vermont with Ian Grant, we decided to record a conversation and just talk about the work we did during the five days I was there. I felt like it was a great conversation for anyone here, you know, like a, a fly on the wall for you. We sort of forgot that we were talking to anyone else. It's so comfortable. You know, we put a lot of hours into those five days and you can hear the calm in our voices from all that work. Actually, I think it was day three. I woke up and got ready for the day. And since I'm, I'm alone out here, I... I, I didn't speak until I walked into the cafe next door and was greeted with a, a good morning and welcome. And then I said, hello. I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, I could barely speak. I guess that's a consequence for never shutting the fuck up, huh? Uh, you can hear that a little bit in the voice, too. There are some times we are talking that might sound like, you know, uh, you had to be there type thing. Uh, I hope it translates well for you. I think it does. And there are times that it, it might sound like we're being careful with our words, and that's because we are being careful with our words. Ian is such a good guy, and, and he isn't looking for any controversy. Such a good guy. Me, I, you know, I'm all right with rocking the boat, but out of respect for Ian, we make sure not to point any fingers at any one person, and uh, Ian is just as respectful to me by choosing his words carefully not to give away information that I'm not ready to put out in the world yet. I think it's a great conversation on dog psychology, the dog industry, and the possibility for change and personal growth through listening to your instincts. And we also talk about the transformation that we witnessed through several dogs over those five days there. It was so beautiful. Ian is so kind. He offered me his Vermont boarding and behavior facility, and, and he's going to be hosting a workshop for me in October. Can you believe that? So great. It'll be called the Learn, Practice, Master, Begin Again Workshop. Now, there's only going to be 10 spots available, and the dates will be October 17th, 18th, and 19th. I think that's a, a Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, you can contact Ian with any questions to get more details by e emailing him. It's uh, ian at complicatedcanines.com. Canines is spelled out, okay? Again, that's ian at complicatedcanines.com. You know, spots are going to go kind of quick, so get in touch with him as soon as you can. I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as I did having it with Ian. I, it, I, I think it's great. Uh, we bounce off each other really well. You know, Let me know what you think. Let me know how you feel and send me an email at askbeyondthedog at gmail.com. Again, that's askbeyondthedog at gmail.com. So... Here's my conversation with Ian Grant. It's funny. We talked a lot about this week about instincts, you know, and kind of listening to that gut, mm -hmm. you know, listening to your we gut. Had multiple times where we got to point that out where people today was when everybody was acting on their gut. Yeah. I think this, yes, do it. It just was, there was times it probably in the last even year, a couple of years that I'm like, man, this dog is here for a couple of weeks and it's getting out three times a day. Yeah, obviously it's still getting fed, going out to go to the bathroom, but I feel like cabin fever is going to start to kick in. Yep. You know, and there's going to be that frustration. And, and then it's like they see their owners and it's this explosion. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, now I'm seeing, you know, that process that we were doing with them. And yeah, we were making progress with no those doubt. Dogs. No doubt at yeah. all. You were making progress. Uh, 
getting where you needed to be, uh, well, where you thought you wanted to be, you can see even if you do that format that you've been doing, you would go further with the dogs than you thought you needed to be. Every one of them that I saw go home was exactly what you sold your clients on. So yeah. you didn't do anything less than uh, what you um, you know, said you were gonna do and mm-hmm. what you were capable of doing. You just didn't realize that the majority of your skill was uh, stuck in the trunk yeah. and you didn't have a key, you know? Yeah. You I mean, didn't even know to, to think about opening the trunk. I even said to my wife too, like the first day that I got home on Monday was our first day. And I'm like, I used to do a version of this, you know, just by myself. I Mm -hmm. just that I got from watching the dog whisper, like there's no trainers even on my radar that I knew, but it was just something that just, it just seemed very instinctual. Like I knew this was the structure I'm going to create with this group of dogs. Why do you think you left that? If it was, that was instinct that you were following your gut and it was working. Why did you stop? Uh, I saw something different. Okay. You know, Rule number nine, when yeah. something's new and different, everything becomes new and different yeah. until that new and different thing becomes normal. And that's exactly what your career was. Yeah. It was new and different. It was exciting, new and different. It was working new and different and they became normal. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, I mean, it was, you know, and it changed at TCW, you know, obviously, with Caesar being an influence, you go and see him and it's like, okay, you're starstruck, obviously. Sure. You know, it's, you can, you can't not be right at, at that point. Um, and you, and you see it in front of your eyes and then, you, you know, you see something that looks totally different than what Caesar is teaching, you know, verbally, like his words certainly didn't match the, a newer technique that I learned. So it's brand new. <laughs> But again, it goes back to like, I didn't want to be the tunnel vision kind of guy, you know? And I and I, I remember bringing, you know, what I learned back here and I'm like, wow, how can, I, how can I put this into effect with what I already have going on in this facility? And then I see how much, <laughs> how much of a left turn I took and how much I went down that road before I realized that's a long road to get me back on that straight and narrow road that got me started, you know? Yep. So it was really just a phone call and a, and, and a trip and you're back on the right track. Yeah. At full tilt, full yeah, speed. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, when you went off the other way with something new, uh, because it was so new, it was almost like a novelty maybe. And so mm-hmm. once that novelty wore off, you started doubting yourself. And how long do you think you went in, in that same direction, knowing that it was not a direction you wanted to go? It was probably, as I look back, probably doing it for a couple of few years. And then then something something struck me. I, I mean, I started to get bored right? knowing I had to take a dog, go work with it for the 10 or 15 minutes, stand in a room and just not even really have a conversation with that dog, right? you know, robotics, at that robotic. Point. And that's when that cabin fever thing hit me. And I'm like, wow, I'm not really not. I don't feel like I'm fulfilling this dog. Like I'm telling it what to do, period. Telling this dog what to do. 
I'm not really asking anything of him and we're not really working in, in to get cooperation. It's just, you know, and I can remember in the beginning too, some of my clients going, God, this is kind of military esque, you know, and well, there's and, a, there's a need for a military um, viewpoint, the dog part of the animal, uh, the predator, the, um, the animal, the predator, the dog, the breed, the pet, the pet's name, and then whoever it is, baby, friend, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the dog portion is the military side, but most people see the military as only boot camp. They don't see it as a way of life and, and it's thriving. They only hear about the boot camp and the brainwash and the thrashing and all of that, and that's what they think military is. Military is just, there's a mission, there's a priority, there's how we're gonna complete the mission, and then we we move forward. That's a good form of military, and that dog, the dog portion needs to know what to do. It craves somebody telling it what to do, and it thrives when it has clear instruction and someone consistently maintaining it. You saw that so much this week. Yeah. I never met any of those dogs you know and that's i was military but not you know uh, give me 20 push-ups you know <laughs> yeah you know yeah so yeah but your clients were saying it was military you felt military so it was but the boot camp part yeah not what the military is if i had gone in later in the marine corps later in my life mm-hmm. when i was more mature i would would I would just be now getting out right mm-hmm. now. I would have retired, mm-hmm. but I went in, I was Woody Woodpecker resisting everything. And, and, uh, I, I, I have a big problem with authority. And so it just didn't work for me. I got out when I got out and it is my only biggest regret is that I didn't surrender to the process. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I didn't surrender the process and let them make me a, a really good Marine. I did great things in the Marine Corps, but I would be considered not a good Marine in quotes, meaning I, I didn't follow orders. I, I talked back, you know, I, yeah. you know, I got in trouble all the time. <laughs> I'd have the same rank three or four different times, you know, get work my way back up, get busted again. That's what they call a bad, uh, you know, a, a bad Marine. But I was good at everything I did and I did a lot of great things, but I knew it wasn't for me. And so I got out. I, to this day, it is my biggest regret Mm. not, not doing it, but I still use everything that I learned in the Marine Corps, the discipline, the, the awareness, the follow through that you get, that I made you guys go through. That's military. That's military. Well, it's the discipline too that we talked about. Yes. Discipline, everybody thinks is a form of punishment or military discipline. Checkers is a, is a discipline poker, any kind of poker, Jack, blackjack, uno, go fish, rock, paper, scissors. Those are uh, guitar. You know, those are all disciplined because they have a set of known rules. You know, you you can't say offsides for football in baseball. You know, it's set rules with a known consequence that's, uh, reinforce the instant that the rule is broken. If you follow those rules, then you're disciplined. So to me, discipline is rules. Following rules is discipline. So it's never the uh, how you create the rules can look punishment or suppression or mm-hmm. uh, compliance or cooperative. You know, you can you can find one of those veins if you really want to understand that discipline is just following the rules. If you don't know what the rules, you can't be disciplined. Right. 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 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it, uh, and as in a sense, you followed the rules yeah. of what you learned and you stayed with it. It just yeah. turned out it wasn't the direction you really wanted to go. It didn't make you feel right about what you were doing. You knew it. You didn't listen to your gut. And, but you did nothing wrong. You did exactly what you've been taught. You did exactly what you thought you were supposed to do. Not an ounce of it was, uh, wrong. You don't, if you don't know you're doing something wrong, you're not wrong. Right. Right. Yeah. So you don't need to feel any bit of bad about, about that. Just you, now you have a new, you have a wide open, you're in the carpool lane now. There's yeah. no holding you back. I, I just, I got sick of seeing the dogs react to it, you know, to, or, or what, what I would, you know, putting them through that state of mind to where they would fight. Yeah. You know, fighting the tool. Well, this is what I think the biggest problem in the dog world, whether it's the client or the dog trainers, uh, you know, those little wood things that you, that has like a, in the center has a little ball on it and you stand on the other side of it and you create balance. Yeah. So, like an exercise type exercise of, yeah. balance thing. Mm-hmm. So my, my, uh, belief is that everyone's either overcompensating or they're undercompensating and there's the few that are that center piece that if you find the sweet spot you can be balanced so it's always either hitting one side or the other side or forward or backwards yeah. people are too much or too little any direction and they, they can't find rule number five which was what would goldilocks do and that's the most important piece it's not one thing for every dog it can be one thing but it has to be a different shape different size, different intensity, different color has, has to have its own feel. It is one thing. We're teaching a dog to do one thing, behave or uh, be obedient, but it's what we do with that. If we got a dog that requires us to be intense, but we're sensitive, it's not going to work. If we got a dog that even like when people see the bites, uh, the dog biting, they think it's intensity, but it's really a sensitivity. And so when we overcorrect, a dog that really just needs us to slow down, it causes a great deal of problems. And in your gut, when you knew that you were overpowering, but you didn't know the, that the way I'm describing it, you yeah. just knew that it felt wrong. Mm-hmm. And you know, with the tool, the halty, the way you were doing it versus the way you saw me do it, it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's as if I invented the halty, right? Yeah, it was brand new all over again. Right. Brand new. And, and I've had other trainers go, what, you know, what's this experience been like is, you know, is, is using the halty different. I'm like, I, I, I'm starting back at square one, like even, even just putting it on, like right. I'm like every, root, every root. tool now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was probably, it was probably six, you know, about six months where I was like, man, this 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 doesn't seem right, but at that time I couldn't come up with a different way. Right, you know. So, you know, I went to another workshop, and I'm like, okay, we're just gonna kind of go more obedience related. Um, we went to see Serena, and I went to see George Cockrell. He's a fantastic trainer, and he gets fantastic results from his dogs. Like you can tell that what he's doing with that dog is in sync. It's he's following his gut. He's had decades yeah. of experience doing right. it, you know, smooth, smooth. I always say it's like the duck on water, right? right? You don't see the feet going underneath. It's just you just floating, floating across the water. Um, and we did it for a while. And there are techniques that we still use today if we need to. It's just not like 
it, there was still a part of it in my gut where I'm just like, man, it just doesn't like just something seems off. And so I, I just, you know, I started bringing food into play, you know, just trying to introduce a, a halty and, and cut down on the fight that they were that the dogs were doing against the tool. And it was just it was reduced, mm -hmm. you know, the fight was reduced. I was kind of proud of myself for coming up with my own little way to introduce it where, I mean, the fight that we had previous to that, to the tool was, I, I mean, well, the safely, videos I've seen, you only achieve suppression from them. It doesn't matter that, I mean, it does matter that down the line, the dog ended up cooperating, but it's those moments where you got the suppression. They're only giving up because no other choice, no other choice. And they, and you cause them to find that no other choice. And sometimes that is necessary, especially if your safety is at risk. Um, but it doesn't matter what technique or what tool you use. It's the energy behind it. Right. And so whether you use obedience or treats, uh, whether you use e-collar or prong collar, whatever, uh, it doesn't matter the tool. It just matters the energy that you're providing through the tool. And I think that you didn't understand that you doubted your use of it. And so the energy was tainted, you know, mm -hmm. it, it was uh, not a hundred percent pure. And so that that's, that's, they're so sensitive to that. If you're doubting what you're doing yeah. while you're doing it, Imagine having sex with somebody and that you look like a lost, you know, dog. <laughs> you think that they're having fun underneath you? Yeah. You know, no. Yeah. So you have to be confident in what you're doing and then how you're doing it so that it gives a, a, a reason for the dog to want to follow or, uh, you know, cooperate, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, even when we had some of the dogs here that struggled, they never got into that fight. Never. Uh, but they, they struggled where they were a little stressed. But when we finished, they got right into line with me. Yeah. They were like, you know, you're all right, you know. Yeah. And even with our other employees, too. Like, you know, Nick working with Catesby, the brindle dog out there. Like, it didn't, it, you know, a, a couple of times. And it's like all of a sudden that dog's looking at Nick like, hey. Consistency is the most important thing you could do and be for a dog even if what you're doing is wrong they need to see who you are and so when i create what i call beds behavior expectation drills the expectation part yes we want the dog to know what we expect from them but nothing's more valuable than what the dog can expect from us and even if what they can expect from you is bad at least now they know I mean, there's some clarity i know you're you're going to do this with to me and I need to do that to get away from it. Or I need to do this to evade it. Yeah. So being consistent, they're looking for the patterns. That's all we did this week is I showing you patterns, 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 pattern recognition is, is a skill that everyone should develop, whether it's with dogs or not. But you saw the dogs with rule number 10, always be ahead of the behavior. You saw them looking for our yeah. patterns while I was showing you their patterns so that we could get in sync together. It's funny because I've always felt like, and I've, and I've said this to my staff, I'm like, we are observers. You're looking for patterns for routines that they're going to show us. But the stuff that, I mean, we, I felt like, you know, I felt like we were knee deep into it, what we were seeing, mm -hmm. you know, like what we were doing, my toe is deep compared to what you were showing us, <laughs> you know, well, but thank you. I appreciate that. The cool part was, is that there was so much respect. There was so much sensitivity to the dogs that I gave them respect first before I expected 
Yeah. But then from there, being that so sensitive and, and so respectful, now I, I was able to start to see body language that I never seen before. Right. Even if it was a little twitch in the thigh or a little shift in their weight. With that. Yeah. I mean, you know, a, a, a blink or just an ear twitch or, you know, where before it was the ears were up or the tail was down or, you know, the dog was moving away, moving forward. You know, it was the bigger movements. It wasn't right. the, the smaller movements that said, hey, actually, now I can start to see, you know, start to read things just a little bit deeper. Right. With cursive now. Yeah. Instead of block. Letters. Yeah. Yeah. It was a huge difference. Mm. Yeah. I'm glad that you enjoyed that. I, I, I got to see your eyes brighten many times over the past five days. At least daily. <laughs> and, well, multiple times daily, but like even today with, uh, with me showing you how to use psychological pressure in an open field with no whip, no leash, just your, yeah. your energy first, your body language. And then while you were doing it, I was able to point out the things that you couldn't see. And you, even with Nick, you could see he started to, I was like, cut left, cut left, stop move a little to the right oh too much and then he started to catch on mm -hmm. you start anticipating what the dog's anticipating from you so that it's literally chess yeah. and uh it's a beautiful thing to watch mm -hmm. you know I, I call it flocking you know yep we literally were uh flocking uh, whether you want to talk about birds flocking or you want to talk about sheep flocking sheep dogs you know mm -hmm. um yeah i i i saw your employees do some amazing stuff that I, I don't think they thought they could ever do. And, yeah. And uh, that was, I think that's, there was a hangover information for a while, but I think everybody was feeling really good about what they specifically did, even though I spent the majority of time with you. Yeah. Um, each time I had an opportunity with them, we got to help them shine a little bit. And uh, that was great to see. And I love, other than a few minutes in the beginning of socials, our whips haven't been touched. Right. right. I mean, we're controlling 20 to 30 dogs around gates, around doors. We don't need them. With some, you know, even if they're getting intense or not, and not like screaming intensity, just, you know, body language intensity or play intensity. Like we, we don't need them. And I honestly, I have to tell you from my standpoint, from a trainer standpoint, or I shouldn't even be a trainer as a business owner, not to have to explain that anymore right like that is a why big you're losing it that is a big relief i mean because in the beginning you you know people are bringing their dogs to you and they're seeing you hold these things and they're like, like you're going on a duck hunt with it up on your shoulder yeah like mm. what's going what, what's going on here and you know i had all the um it's like i had you know i had to be prepared to have all those questions answered before they even asked them but that wasn't a that wasn't always be ahead of the behavior. That was always be ahead of the fear of somebody walking out because they didn't yeah. like the whips. Yeah. So and I know we've I know we've lost clients because of it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many, but I there's nothing wrong with using them, but relying on them and, you know, becoming, com, you know, complacent with them. Yeah. What was great about your employees as soon as they, you know, they didn't come all at the same time. And uh, we didn't have to tell them. We'd planned a week before that we were going to tell yeah. them they couldn't use it. We were going to watch them squirm and squiggle. But they, 
the f- our first half hour, the whip started going away. We didn't even tell him put away. Then the next uh, uh, next employee would come in and unconsciously or subconsciously, they didn't grab the whip because nobody else had one. Yeah. It was beautiful to see that they didn't need to rely on it. Mm-hmm. Nobody's nobody's even thought about grabbing one. Nobody yeah. is they're not questioning it. No. So, but it also too, if, if, you know, like you did, you're showing us how to control a group without them. Why would we need them? Now, don't know? get me wrong. There are times where I'm going to use something if um, I need to protect myself, but that's like sure. generally in the, uh, the very beginning of meeting with a dog, like an intervention thing, mm-hmm. you know, but to continue to use it all the time, you know, it's a, uh, you know. I think that the the confidence that your employees gained by putting that down was more confidence than they gained when they picked it up. Yeah. You know, because that first time you grab one, it's weird. Yeah. What am I supposed to do with this thing? You know, what am I? Am I? I don't want to hurt a dog, but you're not really supposed to do that. But it looks so menacing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, we use them with horses. We use them with if it's used properly, it's fine. But. When, when you don't need it, it's not being used properly. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't need it, you're overusing it. So yeah. it's not proper uh, anyway. But even if you have to use it a lot, even at the, let's say you're using it correctly and using it a lot at that moment because the intensity of the whip has to match the intensity of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Then let's look at the intensity that's going on and trying to figure out how to bring that intensity let's get down. ahead of the behavior. Yeah, let's, let's deflate that and figure out, okay, now we don't always have to equal that intensity when it gets so screaming high that we don't know what to do. And plus, just like the squirt bottle with clients, the dog sees that you only have power when you have the squirt bottle in your hand. And so they're looking at that when you 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 can only control me with that in your hand. Uh, that's not the kind of cooperation yeah. we're looking for. That's suppression, you know? Yeah. And even though they may not be fearful or aggressive, you can only control me when you have that. And the flip side is sometimes that's the way it turns out with some of our clients with food. They can only control their dog when they have the food to reward the behavior mm-hmm. that they're asking for. But if they don't have their food, you know, in a pouch on them or food handy, we're all weaned off the teat. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> so even if it's food, you got to be able to come off of that, not rely on it. When I go over, they got a block of cheese. My clients have a block of cheese in their bag from thinking yeah. they got to do that. Yep. You know, yep. Yeah, so that's that's a that was a good thing to to watch. The 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 cool part, you know, obviously, staff changed. You know, it was cool as a boss to see your staff to you know gain confidence or even learn, be open to learning. You know, and then you see the big smiles on their faces, mm-hmm. and it's it's. I'm sure it's awesome from your standpoint. From my standpoint, oh, yeah. it's like these are my kids, you know, like which right. most of them are young kids anyways, but and, uh, and you've got some great cool. employees, uh, but they're not like, uh, you know, alpha people, you mm-hmm. know, they're uh, reserved and quiet and we get to see them step out of that a little bit and take some charge and you start hearing them use their voice yeah, uh, uh, to hear them say, you know, I feel like I might want to do that again. Excellent. Do it again then. Yep. You know, and it's funny you say kind of the quiet and reserved. I've always focused on on hiring that type of person because it's a better energy to have around the dogs than somebody that's got a big energy or a big voice, you know, where I'm because that doesn't fit who I am. So mm-hmm. it's hard. It's 
be more difficult for me to train that person to relax and calm yeah. down than it is to build somebody else up. Same way with dogs. Sometimes it's more difficult to bring a dog down than it is to bring them up. But yeah, it, it goes the other way as well. So, but I, it's fun bringing them up. The dogs, oh, they, I, you know, I love bringing something up to confidence through accomplishment is, is a wonderful thing. I, I go with the deep end on everything. So if I, if I find a bird with a broken wing, so to speak, I love fixing that and then watching them fly and they don't even have to look back, you know, yep. to, I don't, I don't need the, uh, the appreciation from them. I can watch them appreciating the fact that they can fly. Yeah. You know, and it's a beautiful thing. And that was, that was, um, Nike on Monday, right? Nike, Nike was a little tan, like pocket pit sausage. Yeah. That, uh, you know, she's a regular to our daycare once a week, sometimes twice a week. Um, and you certainly pointed out things that I never really realized had a, I don't want to say purpose, but I guess I just wasn't aware of it. I mean, she would just kind of sit on the outskirts of the group. Mm -hmm. I would just take it as, you know, this group is just playing and she's just staying out of the way sometimes. To her, you saw something totally different. Uh, she she needed to be away. It, it was it's even worse than the the geeks at the prom that sit on around the <laughs> you know they, they don't dare Outskirts go. The dance they floor. just don't dare go, but they want to look. Yeah, she didn't even really necessarily want to look, and so it was it was almost almost easy to bring her out of that. And I didn't think she'd come out of it that fast, but she did. By the end of the day, she was yeah. running across the field, like with the biggest smile on her face to be with the group. Yeah. You know, and uh, of course, it's really cool to see for, for you as a student, you can see it. It's really cool for me to see it with a dog that when you provide something for them, they gravitate to you. You know, mm -hmm. you can provide me a way out of the darkness. I'm sticking around you. And you saw that over and over and over again with the dogs. I'm, I'm going to stick with this guy. Yeah. It's not because I'm better. It's because I just provided something that they didn't have. Yeah. And you just didn't have the code at the time to be yeah. able to provide that. And now you do. And it's so simple. It becomes difficult, you know? Yeah. And just to watch her confusion at first, well, why, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Okay. You don't have to do this. Okay. Go over and rest. Okay. Now we're going to do it again, but I don't know if I want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Okay. You don't have to do it. We're going to do it again. And then she was like, wait a minute. I don't know why I'm disagreeing with this. Yeah, I, and then there's I love seeing the confusion on the dog's face where they're like, "Why am I feeling comfortable? I'm. Why does it feel good? I don't understand why I feel all right right now." You could yeah. see there the look in their face where they're like, "I am normally this way, but it kind of feel. Why do I feel good? I don't. You know." Yeah. That that last time when I said pack it in and she came running across and her ears were like she looked I saw it in slow motion like she was a <laughs> butterfly and a bee yeah. that was a beautiful thing I mean it was it was cool to see in the process of bringing her into the group letting her go and she's halfway back to her normal spot and she just started to turn and look back you're not chasing me and it's like <laughs> I don't know what's going on back there maybe I don't know if I want to be there she's bringing me in there maybe yeah. I should go in there nothing bad happened yeah which was very cool another cool transformation to me this week and I, and I never would have even thought about it I mean it wasn't even a blip on my radar um was when you were talking about social pressure of a dog being inside of a kennel. Mm -hmm. So Jet, the dog that we have here, right. the big uh, tumor is what I call him. <laughs> He's got like a 
bowling 30 pound it's his tumor has a penis yes it's (laughs) is off to the side and he lifts his right leg and it pees out the left yeah it's so big but he's such a love bug but i can see why people would think he's annoying right uh but all he was doing was telling us about the the pressure that had been mounting inside of him is social and you just literally screaming for a hug yes but not a literal hug yeah and uh bring and, it, go ahead and he's an older guy too when he first came to us i, I mean I think he might be 12 now um he hadn't been socialized for the first 10 years of his life right and he was very energetic to the point where he'd get himself into trouble mm-hmm. certainly didn't mean any harm i don't think he you know well, when you haven't had something for 10 years and you have it now you you don't want to, you have no idea you don't have any idea and you don't want it to i want to get as much as i can right this second yeah but when you were talking about social pressure you know and he's got that little bark with like a little squeal to it mm-hmm. just throwing his chin up in the air and his chin is up like if you can imagine the a wolf howling to the moon that social cry out but he was doing it with his little squeaky bark that might be yeah. perceived as irritating but all he was doing was saying I want to, I want to be social. Yeah. Cause when you went over, petted him, loved on him for a little bit, hung with him. And then he went back in and he was quiet. You know, but he, it was the way I petted and hugged on him. It was, it was directed. You sure. Know, I don't want everybody to think that I give all kinds of love. I do love <laughs> the dogs, but there was a boundary and a limitation on while I was giving him some affection and some love, he wanted to go over that and I guided it. You can have all this love, but you can have any of that love. Yeah. And it, oh, you, you, you get me. Can we do that again? And it was just a few minutes and then he's quiet. Yeah. And that was that. He just needs to go out and brush uh, some fur with another dog, smell a couple of butts and, yeah. you know, lick a couple of noses. And then he's like, I'm, I want to go lay down. Like 10 minutes and he's he's good. Yeah. Like he's fulfilled. And then he's quiet. <laughs> yeah. And he's relaxed and he yeah. just glows with, you know, peace. Because yeah. I, you know, I don't know if I'd seen him lay down on the bed like he lay down afterwards. I mm-hmm. mean, it was like somebody threw a wet towel <laughs> onto the floor and that was the way it landed was the way he fell asleep. That's right. You know. And then we got him in there with the dogs outside, you know, we had to be careful because that tumor, you know, he tried to run and it starts to swing. I had he, you know, we had to be careful with him. But, yeah. Um, that was a yeah. great transformation. Yeah. The other big one was Bauer. That, that one scared you guys. That totally. was so scary. It was transforming. Yeah. I mean, this dog spent some time here with us and has snapped at us before. I mean, it was getting to the point where we're like, I don't know if we can take this dog anymore. You know, as a boss, I got to keep my staff safe, right? They don't need to go home with any holes in their hands because, no. you know, they're <laughs> their friends and family are going to look at them and go, who are you working for? Mm-hmm. You know, and why are they putting you in that kind of danger? So I don't, you know, it was, it was getting close to that that time but and not aggression it's this guy was you know so uh uncertain of life so you know insecure that everything was like too much too soon mm-hmm. you know it was an aggression at all and you i'll let you finish but but that's the way we certainly took it right you know because he just he would give you that look like man uh, you, you it's another inch closer and i'm well, coming you, to you if you give enough snaps and everybody goes away then you're coming toward me and I give you that look, you don't even come near me. So he was getting ahead of your behavior. He just didn't know what he was doing was imbalanced. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. Because your perception, that's the overcompensation or undercompensation mm. part. So you guys perceived something absolutely warranted it, but you couldn't see past that. No, not at all. And plus, not everybody in here has the skill set that I do. Right. So if I'm a little bit nervous, they're following your lead. They're going to follow my lead. And again, I've got to keep them safe. But and you left that leash on, and I, do you want me by, to take that off? By the yeah, by the end of the day, I mean this wasn't guy even was, the end of the day when I went to take that leash off. He's licking my face, and I know that you guys were all like, uh, "Is he going to get bit? We need him for the other four days." <laughs> yeah, we don't need to send Linda the ER on the first day at lunchtime. Yep. And I I came out to make sure you guys were okay with just that part and then i said you're okay with me bringing him in and okay yeah yeah brought him in and it's totally different dog way different tongue hanging out 100 mouth wide open yeah tail and like he was a a happy guy Mm -hmm. no doubt and then anytime that we went out and came back in. He was making noise for you. Wait, yeah, you were. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. When jigging me, right? Yeah. Isn't it my turn? Yeah, wait, 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 wait. You're gonna walk <laughs> by me and not not take me with you? Yeah. I'm bringing you, buddy. Um, this other little one that we have, Ava, though, she's incredible. Oh my God, that dog. She sounded so aggressive and violent, volatile, right? Yeah. yeah. Just with your old cookie cutter way of doing things that wasn't going to get any better. No. And so, and, and look, and, and to, you know, I look at it going, uh, okay, Serena would work with this dog for a little while, go put her away in the kennel. Somebody walks by her in the kennel. She would explode and you would never know that she was this little bit of a thing. 12 pounds from that noise. Like she 20 pounds. Yeah. I mean, she made a ton of noise and that's, you know, when you talked about bringing her down and just having (laughs) you guys face like that and the kennels outside, you know, the, the outside of the perimeter of our daycare room, we're like, really? Like then she's going to, do that all day mm. but that social pressure like you said plus she can't target just one dog down there right right so she's just got to sit there and take it all in right. and then then she's all of a sudden off leash outside today after a couple of days of that type of work and to your guys's uh format of training it was serena's turn to work with that dog and that dog alone so she'd been working with it and she, we'd had the dog out for a while yeah. and Serena finished with some other dog and came out. We were going to see how long it took for her to recognize the dog. And she didn't recognize the dog for a, a good little bit. And yeah. she was, wait a second. Yeah. That was another joy to see. Yeah. And then we haven't had to do anything. That dog's been out ever since. Yeah. And that's the, I, again, that's the cool part is that this dog can actually be out and those skills are just going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. I mean, and we just started with this girl on Tuesday and we've got another almost week and a half with her. That's, that's what I mean, by the way, if I get it done in uh, three days and I only have the dog for, uh, if I want to have it is long, longer than I, it took to get it to that point Yeah, to reinforce I don't want to just get it to the the point where it's good and then give it to the client who doesn't have the the total um, follow through and and skill. It'll go right back to the way it was. So she's going to be one of your best go homes because we detoxed her, we got her in the group, and now you've got a week and a half with her still. Yeah, and it's all gravy. 
So, all right. So here's a question for you then, because I've heard Caesar say, I've heard other trainers say it, look, I'm going to get the dog 90% there. Now it's the owner's job to finish it. It's not their job to finish it. It is their job to follow through with it after I show them how to do the last 10%. Right. But, but do you see what I mean though? Like to me, Caesar was, I'm going to get the dog from zero to 90. The owner's going to get the dog from 90 to 100 to finish it. But when you see his 90, it looks like a thousand percent. See, then that's the big misconception with it is, hey, I can not take, well, I mean, part of it is if you think 90 out of 100, that's incomplete, Mm -hmm. right? It's it's not finished. So, yeah, Caesar's 90 is 9,000 above everybody. Nobody could get that that level. Yeah, but then when you hear another trainer or even myself think, okay, if I only have to go so far and then show the client how to finish this, like... Is that really fair that they're actually bringing their dog here to be well, 90% trained, you know? Okay, well, if you've got 90% weight that you're holding up and 10 more percent, you're going to get trapped under it. It's already on its way down 90. It's going to get down there. So the 90%, the dog is rehabilitated. The 10% is really the rehabilitation with the human relationship with the dog. That's the last 10%. They they don't have to do anything else with the dog with us or our pack, Mm -hmm. but the last 10%, when the dog goes home, that's where that comes in because the human and the dog are reunited and Mm. there's a responsibility. And just like with the the client you had the other day with uh, Gracie, it was a good thing that, that we kept the dog one more day because the client didn't have any ability until the next day. And you saw that's the 10%. That's what the 10% is. We sent that dog home like that. It it would be a a mess. Not because the day and night, not because the dog was a mess, but because the human didn't have the understanding or the ability at that moment. Yep. So that's, that's what, that's an example. You guys can't necessarily see it, but that for you is the example of the 10%. What we did when we kept the dog one more day and gave the the human homework to do. And she came back and was like, you could see the 10% difference. Yes. I mean, she was a hundred percent different, but that's the 10% that Mm. uh, the way I interpret it. Yeah. So I, I want the dog to be, uh, as far and as, and away uh balanced and it, all i have to do now is make sure the human follows through that's mm-hmm. that's it yeah um but but i love but your ne- concept of keeping them longer yes to reinforce really just reinforce repetition everything. is rehabilitation there's some positive reinforcement for you right, right? you know the dog's in a positive state of mind and you're going to reinforce, reinforce it <laughs> daily the more the yeah. dog is with all the other dogs and mirroring what they're doing because there's new ones coming in daily yes and you're the the rehab the rehab dogs are here for the whole time and you have a new crew of dogs each day that's access yeah to to a calmer mind. But if you look at the thing where you were talking about the 90 and the 10, and if we're only supposed to go so far, this is not a ding on you, but you thought you were looking at 90. No doubt. You weren't even looking at 40. That's what I thought I had to create. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now you see, oh, from, you get what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that dog, Ava, another week and a half of this, Mm -hmm. the owner is going to, uh, you know, will you? <laughs> yeah, she's gonna put you in her will because that dog is already 
done. But we got to see, don't get us wrong, we got to see her start to go back a little bit towards yeah. the end of today. But we quickly changed it because she's test. She, I like this new way, but you know, I always did this. So what are you going to do if I do that? Okay, I think we'll stick with the new way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Back on the straight and narrow again. That's a That was a good transformation. Yeah. Bauer was one of my favorites. Um, yeah. uh, that Shepherd. Yeah, Dakota. It was similar to the to Nike. This dog, Shepherds, they're bred to be cautious or suspicious and, mm-hmm. and caution. And so in that environment, it was too much for her the way we allowed it to go. And all mm-hmm. she did was do circles around Yeah, and basically pacing. Yeah. And all I had to do was help her understand she didn't need to do that. And then you saw again, she gravitated. Right, huge change. Right to where the change was. Yeah. And that was it. I I loved that one as well. That was a great one. Seeing the face of that German Shepherd change. But this dog always paced, 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 paced. And uh, wasn't even 20 or 30 minutes. And she was sitting down and she was laying down. Yeah. That was beautiful. Had to be a sense of relief for her. Oh, yeah. When you are running in the dark with your eyes closed and you're hitting everything and suddenly the lights come on and this, you put the light. I don't need to run and bang into anything anymore. Oh, my God. That's yeah. basically, she just didn't know. Yeah. She didn't know. And you guys didn't know. Yeah. So I remember sending you a video a month or two ago of a Labradoodle up on his back feet playing, sparring with another dog that was up on its back feet, sparring with this guy named Copper. Mm-hmm. And and that's when the first time that you'd actually said sparring, when I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Their competitive side got too far up close yeah. to combative yeah so last week that owner had called and said we want to you know to board copper and i'm like this was i was going to invite the you know <laughs> this or call this client invite their dog to stay with us for at least a day of daycare so you could see him the, the stars align and he ended up boarding here and now copper is a completely different guy but when you hear everybody saying that I knew this was going to be my new favorite dog when <laughs> before it was like, oh God, there's Copper. Yes, absolutely. We got this guy to a point where he's self-regulating. Yeah. You know, he, of course he got overexcited and then he'd on his own say, you know what, I'm going above the limit. And he would slow down, Yeah, sit down, start over again. Because we, I mean, you had worked with him Monday and Tuesday and then Wednesday, we have our social mm-hmm. Wednesday night. And I remember Didn't you have to pay attention to it. Yeah, because I remember you had said, "Are we? Are you going to let this uh, go on?" And, and uh, you know, I had seen it. I know that dogs are going to run a little bit, and it's going to kind of taper off. You know, and sure enough, like he starts to regulate himself, and mm-hmm. that's when it hits you. Like, and those weren't even dogs that he had even met. Yeah, uh-huh. no, because I think he'd maybe been to one social, but it's been a couple of years. So this is really kind of like a whole new core of people that comes to social. So for him to be able to take in that new environment of those new dogs and take what he's learned and be like, oh, I should actually not go there in that state of mind. I should stay down here. He's another example of screaming for information. I don't know what you want from me, so I'm just going to do this. Mm -hmm. And he looked more like a, you know, maybe a 10 or 12 year old boy that didn't have a father figure and and then somebody whether it was a coach or a teacher or or just a neighbor mm-hmm. uh, could understand and then he was just like that's all i needed yeah that's all i needed thank you and you know another one that i can't even go into the place without if they hear my voice you know 
where is he? Where is he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the one time he barked. I mean, you were as far across the yard as you can possibly be in my yard, the way it's set up. Mm-hmm. And you say his name and he comes screaming. I mean, and hairs flying, furs flying, ears going. Slides in like Ace Ventura's car, like a glove right <laughs> yeah. next to me. Yeah. And I didn't teach him any heel. No, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. He's one of my favorite ones too. And they, all yeah. these, all these dogs are my favorite. But to see each each one of the transformations had their own unique uh, reason to transform and yeah. reason they weren't. And so I could say they're all my favorite because they weren't all the same. And you're, but the thing is too is you have your techniques, but the strategy for each one was a little bit different. Well, everything is exactly the same. However, it's all just completely different. Yeah. I lost a relationship saying that because my brain works weird and it's all in my head, but there's just one lane for stuff to get out and it's all trying to get out at the same time. Mm -hmm. And when, I mean, for for years I was saying that uh, everything's exactly the same. It's just completely different. And, but I didn't have any way to back it up. Yeah. Until... I it started to clear up in my head and come out single file and now you can't not see it everywhere it's everywhere yeah everything's exactly the same except for when it's completely different yeah I mean it's no different than me driving my car around here Mm -hmm. we fly to Florida I jump in a rental car and I drive there right everything's the same it's just a different scenery is way different (laughs) (laughs) so that yeah that was a good one yeah so I, you know, I, me personally, I, you know, when I first thought about having you up here and then, you know, we, we pull the trigger and we get you here and then Monday rolls around and it's like, I've got to, you know, pull my chin off the floor for most of the day. Cause I'm <laughs> seeing things that are just way different. I have gone through a range of emotions this week. And you could you see know? it and you were, it was on your sleeve, on your face and your hair, on your shirt. Yeah. You could see that you were. I don't know what to think. I don't know what to feel, but you were doing it all at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I went to bed Monday night with a cranking headache. I mean, it was my, I felt like my brain worked so hard. I was, I was like one of the dogs out there. Like at the end of the day, I'm exhausted. Like and it was a, me around. And, it was, yes. <laughs> it was a good fulfilling I didn't even teach day. Ian <laughs> a good fulfilling day. But then I wake up Tuesday morning and I just felt pissed. Angry. Yeah. Like. I'm like, are you serious? I that I that I got this far off track of who I want to be and this far off track of not listening to my gut, you know, and not even giving it the opportunity. Mm-hmm. That's really the big thing is that I just didn't give it the opportunity. So, okay, then I go th- I go through Tuesdays, kind of start out I'm, I'm kind of pissed, not at you, just at, right. you know where I I had been uh professionally and then you know, Wednesday I wake up and I'm like, okay, I feel a little better, but this is, I'm still like, now I can see I have potential to get back to where I, I need to be, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Thursday morning I wake up and I actually had uh, a little sense of peacefulness. I, I think probably knowing that I can get back to what I was doing, you know, not at, Obviously, you know, you're just teaching us this. It's going to take us some time to get to where we need to be, you know, where you would walk in and go, Ian, you've done a great job with what I've taught you. Now let's work on something new. Right. You know Learn, what I mean? Practice, master, beginning. Yeah. And then today it's just like, 
I felt like today was now it's time to get to work. Yeah. You know? And I put you to work too yeah. out there. Yeah. And you and you were doing stuff that you weren't you were just watching me do before. Yeah. And we didn't let you stop until you did it right and your face was And that's what I I mean, if you you know, if we sat down and had this conversation in let's say June, before I even pulled the trigger I, it would have been a hair trigger right then and there. Knowing now what I was debating on before, it's like this. This is a, this is a no brainer. Period. Like no brainer. I mean, it's just the the levels to see where we can go. I mean, as a facility, I mean, certainly built a name and 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 success for what we've been doing. But now it's like I do. I feel like the sky's the limit here. Well, the thing where you're saying it's a no brainer, you know the hesitation there's a couple reasons i'm not necessarily cheap uh for reasons sure you know well uh, obvious reasons now <laughs> and you know i have a reputation that's been wildly exaggerated and i get people all the time saying i'm not ready for you you know yeah so they're never going to be ready because they're listening to the story just like you guys did with that dog bauer you yeah. listen to the story uh oh he bites Oh, this and that. And so you never move forward. We got to, you, you, I could have had you guys kissing him, you know, yeah. uh, that day. That's the type of thing. And it's hard, you know, I mean, I, I'm not patting myself on the back. I have something of value uh, that I believe that the whole dog world and, and beyond can, can benefit from, but I'm in a rock and a hard place mm -hmm. between people's perception and what they believe based on somebody else's perception. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm not an easy guy, but you see how hard I am. It's not hard, to, it's not, I'm not, how do I wanna say it? I just won't let you stop, yeah. but I'm there for you if you fall. Yeah. I'm not gonna stop because you only have five fucking days with me, dude. Yeah. This is what you want, right? This is what you want. So this is what I'm going to do. And this is what I paid you for. That's right. Yeah. So when I when I talk to you or a student in the way and treat them in the way that I do the techniques with the dogs, it's because you've got to do those when I leave. Mm -hmm. And when someone takes it personally, and now we've got to deal with that. So, But I'm still not going to back down from the way I'm doing it. So you want to argue, you want to argue. Okay, let's argue. You want to do that? You want to do that? You done? Okay, now let's go back to it. My state of mind never changes. It's just a sidetrack. I have a mission. I have a goal and I'm doing it that way. And by the end of it, you actually can do it because it was been done to you. Yeah, you've experienced. I've experienced it. Yeah. I mean, look at just the, uh, the e-collar stuff with the client putting your hand that she can't handle everything so you put i showed you to put your hand on her shoulder and and show her the the collar and then i said why don't you tap her shoulder every time you tap the thing no matter that you had the beep thing she's half there because she's doing stuff she's never done before yeah. so when you have that contact that that physical pressure uh applied at the time she needs to apply the pressure then it starts to because she was just doing one tap and then long time yes so until you started tap tap tapping on her shoulder she then started to oh okay that's what you need me to do because yeah. you told her 50 times yeah but the human doesn't necessarily hear that because of all of the stuff that's going on in their head about what they got to do how they got to do it i haven't seen my dog in a long time and but when you touch 
and you hold and you guide like I did with Nick on the psychological pressure yeah. out there. I move in his body and the dog's eyes move and I move his body and the dog's eyes move. I moved his body right there. You see that right there? Okay, now lean in. I, I like a puppet. Yeah. And you can look at that as me being a dick, but no, I care. Yeah. So much about you doing it the right way that I don't care if you like me at the end. Yeah. I only care about your ability with the dogs in Vermont when I go back to Arizona. And to me, that's no different. Yeah, I, I told you I played golf professionally for eight years. I get a lesson from my coach, you know, and he'd always say, take, take your swing to the top of the backswing and stop and hold it there. And then he would manipulate my arms, my shoulders, my hands, my wrists to where this I needed what to it be. feels like to feel it. get to this point. Yeah. Okay, start over. Club back on the ground. Get to the top and stop. And it was, it was just that re- repetition over and over again to create that same feeling until it's like, good. All right, now That's take a swing. Like. That's why every yeah. single thing I'm doing, you can't see what me and the dog are doing. So I have to tell you what I'm feeling. Yeah. Because there's no movement outside that you the naked eye could see. Yeah. So I'm describing the pressure from what, the thumb or the finger, or the, you know, the, the forearm or, or which direction I'm leaning, you know, uh, you wouldn't be able to see that if I didn't tell you. Yeah. And that's what your, your coach did. You can't see it cause you're just trying to hit the ball and you can't tell somebody how to feel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can show them what to feel mechanically which is certainly going to give them feedback, their brain feedback to say, okay, this is what I need to feel right now in order to be where I need to be. But she got that call in her hand, fat, that remote in her hand faster because you attached your, you were working the collar, but you were attached to her like, yeah. like uh, jumper cables, right? Yeah. When you push that button, you were pushing the button on her body while she was visually seeing it and auditorily hearing it coming out of the thing. So you yep. hit every possible sense. And then she grabbed hold of that thing. It was like, like she worked here. Yeah. <laughs> like she, it wasn't her first time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great, that was a great, uh, take home for, for Gracie and her owners were fantastic and very oh, flexible yeah. with us and, uh, super nice people. And yeah, that, that was it was fun to have you on these consultations, you know, and the appointments, because I've certainly felt like I've always been good with clients, you know, personable, you know, listening to them, you know, the concerns and, you know, everything in that aspect. But it was very likable guy. It was it was nice to take that to a deeper level. Right. You know, it was. And it was cool to see how you did it, too. Right. Yeah. And and I I'm not gentle on the clients either you know i'm gentle but firm yeah you know and fair and very fair but forward you're not going to get away with it just because you don't want to do it in front of yeah you're going to do it because that's why we're here and i'll be here for you but you're not going to get away now you need to do it again Mm -hmm. i know it's tough (laughs) to do but i'm right here yeah do it again yeah that's that's what people need that's why they hire personal trainers and dietitians because they it's the accountability they need the accountability and that's that's my my job mm-hmm. that's really my job is to hold people accountable for what they say they want yeah and what they and even stuff that i know they need you know why i remember one of my questions i've got written up on the board was you know what does a balanced dog look like i never had a true understanding of that before you know what it looks like how it moves around 
the cool part was, and and you had said maybe it was Wednesday or Thursday was, you actually have quite a few balanced dogs. Oh, there's here. so many of them, and I'm like, holy crap, really? I, yeah. You know, and that was, it was surprising, but then it was like, hey, this is cool that we're actually doing this, mm-hmm. you know, and we've got something to build on because I, it's fair to say that we have a you know, a good group of balanced dogs that come in here for daycare every day you know not five days but a different group every day of the week so you know we have a core to work with every day and now we're going to be working with them in a different way to actually make that bigger and better and more influential towards the ones that aren't quite as balanced Mm -hmm. you know so they'll have role models yeah yeah absolutely and also i like the idea so jack one of our board and trains that's here yeah. he's to, uh, he's supposed to be a pot cake but i don't i, I don't know what he is uh, a what a pot cake what the hell is that you never heard of a pot cake before uh, it's a, like marijuana no no that's his pot, breed that's name. a pot cake yes i didn't know there was a breed called pot cake. yeah i didn't either till about i don't know a, a year and a half this is he's the second what, one he's what i call a great pack dog uh, you know like a pack dog pet dog you know sometimes pet dogs can be great in the pack but sometimes pet dogs are just not good with the pack and you got your pack dogs that are only good with the pack and then you got your pack dogs that can be good with pet dogs so they mm. they're the crossovers and he is an amazing pack dog that can go in and anywhere he's just so youthful so young you could see him wanting to help me every yeah. time I was doing something with a dog he just was a little too much yeah. and so I'd help him understand and then he did more observing towards the end of the week and he's a dog that if he were my dog and I had a facility again he would be my right hand man and then I would be able to, I had a dog named Ted I could leave Ted out there with a the whole pack and I know that he's going to control it because he had so much experience being right by me every time I I use, I don't like the word correction but it, for you guys I quote correct yeah. other dogs and keep them in line i mean this dog was amazing this dog jack has that potential hmm. i mean you saw every single time i, I go to yeah. address a, a an issue he's he, like right he's there, there studying yeah. everything i'm doing yeah. he just wanted to do it before he could understand how to do it properly yeah. and that's what we had to slow it down so how long would it take a, let's say you had a facility you get a dog like that on day one you see that he's who he is now you're working with him every day how how long before he's like the dog that you're looking for that's like the perfect right-hand man? Is it years? Is it months? Well, it's always a work in progress, mm-hmm. but you know, I my my big facility that I had uh, everything was double in time because I, I worked nearly 24 hours a day. So anything I did, just like Gemma, she's got the balanced balance life. Your dog, your puppy, she has enough balance with, between play, uh, social, or walking. She has every bit of everything, the exact amount to keep it very balanced. Hmm. And so if you take what you see from her, not an authority figure, but a very balanced dog, five months old, and she's, she decides, I'm going to take a break while everybody's playing and I'm going to lay over here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, But with like Ted, he got to be with me all the time, every single second that I uh, would address issues. And he was, he he used to be a very violent dog. And so we had to tame that down until that was gone, that impulse was gone and he could just use his energy and body language. Yeah. There was no way I was going to leave him alone. Yeah. So I can't tell you a date or a time. Uh, It's a feel. Yeah. Just like I didn't know I was going to bring Ava out. 
I just right. walked by and I said, hmm, time. Well, and that's your, <laughs> and inst- he, your instincts talking. Yeah, going, I instincts. think it's, I think we're good now. Yeah. Yeah. Brought her out and like, yeah, we didn't even think we were going to get that golden in, in with the pack today. Got yeah. him in. Yeah. Uh, that was because of that one dog that wouldn't leave the side said yeah i think he's ready which was a staff dog a staff dog <laughs> of all, i think and, this dog's ready yeah and she comes maybe I, once a week and if you, you know, don't listen to the other dogs you're ignoring a massive amount of free information like yeah if this were spy a spy game and you ignored that information you just lost your country's <laughs> front foot you know yeah. uh, front seat but no he he's too young to be thinking i'd leave him with anybody sure uh but sure he's how old uh i think he's like a year and a half or something like i'd that. say at three when they become an adult I'd start to, with a year and a half experience with yep, me, yep. I'd start to test him. I'd leave him alone, but I'd be watching mm-hmm. to see if he liked his authority position too much, you know, uh, get a little cocky. Took advantage I of taught, it. Ted did that too, you know. He got, <laughs> everybody does. Yeah. I know I did. When I when I got to a certain level in here, I everybody loses sight for a little while. Yeah. Uh, but it's when you don't care if you see the right way again, where it's dangerous. Yep. And there's a lot of trainers out there that are teachers that just should not be because they they're too arrogant to see that they don't have the ability to truly teach and they send people off with a a half cock so if you look at uh let's say that if you look at a pyramid and the top of that pyramid is the instructor and they're whatever level they are and you want to bring a student to good but if if you're good and you're at the top how are you going to bring anybody up anywhere near good you can't so then in three years that media mediocre cocky person is now at the top of that pyramid you see so we're creating herpes and it's spreading and spreading and spreading if you look at how you felt when you knew that you were doing the thing the wrong way and you wanted to do something different and you just didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. How many more of those people are out there that were trained by these people and how many of them, you were about to do a a shadow program, right? Yeah. So everybody wants to do a shadow program, be a shadow program. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be, it's the new dog whisperer level, right? Yeah. If I have a shadow program, I'm somebody. And it's enticing. You know, from my perspective, it was like, hey, here's a way to make extra revenue. Do you get to teach, you know? Honestly, do you think that you'd be a good idea to do a shadow program now? No. Right? But you can't see that. Yeah. You can't see that because of. You know, the emperor, emperor's clothes, there's a lot of train, uh, teachers out there that have, if you guys are familiar with the, the story, the emperor's clothes, uh, these con men were selling the, the king nothing. They were pretending to put clothes together and he'd be naked and we were going to drape these on you. The left hand, sir. Okay, it's on you. And the king even knew that this wasn't real, but he didn't. If if somebody couldn't see these clothes, they were perceived as stupid. And so when the emperor walks around naked, no one questions it out loud. And so we've got a few emperors out there and their and their their wardrobe and people are not questioning them. And because other people are saying they are who they are, there's no question. They just, it's a, it's a herd it's, following. It's fact. It, it's fact at that point, mm-hmm. but it's, 
it's very dangerous, very dangerous. And it's, I saw this coming so long ago and the bubble is going to pop pretty soon. And, uh, it's not going to be pretty. I'm really afraid for future dogs down the line. And, uh, it's not because people are bad. It's because they're just getting, okay, I I just had my wisdom teeth pulled. So I'm going to open up a shop on the corner and I'm going to not only pull (laughs) wisdom teeth, I'm going to have a shadow showing them how to pull wisdom teeth. Yeah. It's not safe. Yeah. It's not safe. And I don't, some of the people just don't know that they're doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. Some of them do know they're doing something wrong. They don't care. And they only care about the adulation and, and look at me type of stuff. And that's even more dangerous. And when we give them any kind of um, credit and we validate them, then everybody goes there. Now, you know, you get a little celebrity, you know, I never cared about my celebrity. So I never did anything like that, but it's, it's dangerous when, because I was trained by Caesar, that's an avenue to get to Caesar through me. Right. Yeah. I, I never really cared about that stuff. And so I am who I am, but the other people, they get a little shine on them and they want the more of it and they want more of it. And I get it. I understand that, mm-hmm. but Jesus, you Christ, you got a responsibility. And like I said, it's enticing too, because I looked at it like, wow, if I can have a full shadow program here, oh, yeah. then I'm somebody. And financially. Yes. You know? Yep. Absolutely. But it's all, all a part of it. It's not, it's, it's, there's no regulations at all. And that's part of the good thing in the dog world is that we can all be ourselves. But because there's no regulations, we're making up shit and performing that shit and passing that shit on. Yeah. And then they create shit. So let's look at what you did. You created a, a, a successful business. You got a lot of great um, skills, but obviously we know that you know it wasn't what you needed. You felt horrible about some of the things you thought you were supposed to do. Now you have five employees that you're teaching. Mm-hmm. Can you see how herpes goes? You're a yeah. good guy who understands that there's got to be something else and you sought that out. But the other people who don't know to look and maybe feel bad and then they put that information on their employees and now their employees go out and they start there. You see where it's herpes, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying that everybody's a bad person. I'm saying that we got to really open our eyes, you know, and call shit, shit, you know? Yeah. Uh, these people are putting stuff online and I'm like, I look at it and I'm like, whoa, wow. I mean, what are you not putting online? Yeah. If you're willing to put that up, you think that that is good or that is safe or that is even watchable. What are you not putting online? That scares the fuck out of me. Yeah. It almost makes me want to quit the whole thing. Literally, I back and forth before I came here, back and forth. I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Not because I'm not succeeding, but because it's ridiculous that the emperor's closed. Nobody's even looking at the the real stuff. And and I'm not the only one. There's a lot of great people out there that that should be teaching and that are teaching that people aren't even going to because of the emperor's clothes. Right. And uh, I, I don't know how to change that. And so I almost... I almost said, but this motivated the shit out of me. Your staff is so eager. You're, you know, uh, learning and growing. And I mean, if this doesn't work, you can edit it. But uh, for you to say that I'm not going to do my shadow program now, 
that warms my heart, gives me chills right now. And I, I have such great respect for you to know that, wow, okay, I don't know what I need to know to even pass this on. Yeah. That I, I can't, I can't express to you how impressed, how grateful, how much respect I have for you for that decision. That is the most responsible, the most uh, selfless decision you could have made. And I'm, I, Ian's king right now. I mean, really good guy. I mean, and one day you should be teaching. It's just not today. Right. And that's not saying he's a bad guy. I'm looking him dead in the eye right now. One day he's going to be an amazing teacher for people who need to learn. It's just not today. And I also look at it to where, how can I teach something that I've, you know, I had this thing scheduled for what, three weeks from now, something like that. How can I even have confidence in what I'm doing, which I can't yet after three weeks, obviously, and try to teach somebody else how to do it. Like I haven't had anywhere near enough experience. And that's another thing too. How can you take something from somebody and go and teach it and, and cut the knees out of somebody else that knows how to do it right. And then the, uh, that can do it right. And maybe even develop something that's so unique and then go and teach it for less than half of the price that, that everybody's going to go there. Right. Yeah. I mean, how many people have contacted you? How's it going? How's it going? They all want to kind of yeah. get, help me out, help me out, you know, <laughs> and I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. 100%. I'm not an easy guy and I'm expensive. I 100% get that. But for somebody to go out and take somebody else's uh, years I don't have stuff that I can actually put online. I, I'm trying to put stuff online, uh, videos, but I'm cutting out all the stuff that has any work involved because I don't have fluff. Every single thing I have is the fat has been removed. So I can't put that online for multiple reasons because people will try and do it without any understanding of what I was doing. And they'll try and do it without any understanding of, of that specific context or that specific energy and that dog or environment and that client and, and then just put it on everything. And then if I, I mean, I already feel bad that I feel like I created a lot of the shit that I'm talking about right now, because, you know, I, I taught a lot of people and, you know, it's, I feel ashamed, uh, about some things and I have to accept that. But my point is, is that hey, that's what people are doing. They go and learn from somebody else's shadow program and then they go and start their own. You need some experience with whatever you've learned before you go and teach it. Uh, there's no surgeon out there that's going to teach until after they've been a, a surgeon for a long time. Yeah. You know? Well, and this might be a version of you making it right, too. Maybe. Maybe I'm making it, uh, picking up the shit that I... Picking up the pieces. Picking up the pieces. And, uh, but anyway, I don't want to take away what I'm saying. You, you're good person, great potential. And one day you absolutely should be teaching. Well, thank you. I appreciate, I'm yeah. going to remember this. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You'll have it. You can, yes. You can play it back. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, it is a shame and I fear for dogs, but that's the business is what I've been told. That's the nature of the business. People tell me, hmm. and I'm like, that's, that's, that's not a nature that I want to be involved in. You know, yeah, it's the nature of the business. I've been told multiple times. That's just the nature of the business. Well, 
no, that's, that doesn't work for me. Yeah. It doesn't work for me at all. Hmm. And uh, if that's the way it's going to be, I have a few things left that are mine that nobody's stolen out there yet and, and put out there because it's the nature of the business. I have a few things left. If those things happen to, to be put out before I can, uh, you know, do to put it out there right, if, if it gets out there before, I'm quitting. I'm out. It, it's, oh, my heart will be broken more than it already has been. Yeah. And so, but anyway. <laughs> Future is bright. It is, man. This week has been very motivating. Now I'm going to have my crash when I go home and, and yeah. my summer camp is over. And, yeah. and uh, you know, I'm going somewhere in T Kentucky next month. But that's a whole month away, man. And it, it literally, I go through a mourning process all the time because I come into these places and I create, I come into these places that are a family already. And then mm -hmm. I become part of that family and I've, mm -hmm. I become valuable to the family and then I leave. Oh, it's crushing. Yeah, it is. I, I, I mean, I think the value of having somebody in my facility with me, with my staff, with the dogs that we see, I I can't put a value on that. You know, I'm still going to go to workshops in the future at some point. Yeah. I'm sure I'm going to go to workshops. Yeah. So, but there's still nothing like hands-on in the place where you work every single day. There's other other benefits too. You get to continue making money while you're learning yeah your business is still running you're still making the money while i'm here instead of dropping everything and going away and uh having to lose that that income and pay mm -hmm. so as far as financially you're probably going to break even but as far as education I, no i think long run maybe yeah financial education like long run this is going to you know payback dogs and my ability and you know 15 years from now other trainers that i can help i mean this it's well you're already building trainers right now with your staff you are building trainers and they've been amazing uh at adapting and not saying anything like well why am i working for this guy because you brought me in it's hard for people to accept some help yeah. It might make them look and feel bad in front of their employees or in front of their clients. To have you let me teach you in front of your clients that are paying you, that takes a lot of, you know, oomph. Yeah. And it's, yeah, that's another thing that I'm uh, respectful of. I mean, I have a great respect for you to be able to do that. Um, for me to interrupt you, of course, I did it all as polite as I could, but to, to stop you and then sometimes just take over, yeah. you know, that, I mean, and your clients, I, I would say, you know, that he has me here because he wants to continue to be the best he can be. It was, oh, we already know he is, is great. So they never saw me or you as weak yeah, uh, because you had to have somebody there. No. It's very team oriented. Oh my God. It, it was the whole week has been between, I mean, I felt like you've been a part of this team for the week and I'm sure that everybody looks at you as a part of the team and you look at everybody else as a part of your team, mm -hmm. you know, like 
even the ladies in my office were watching you. Yeah, they were doing I, their work. Up front. Yeah, and it's fun. Normally, I'd be like, okay, you know, it's like uh, they they come back for their dog time sometimes, yep. which is all a part of working here. They want to see the dog. They want to hang for a couple minutes, and you know, and you're in the middle of talking and teaching, and you know, here comes one of the girls out around. <laughs> here comes the second. One. Yeah, and they're just watching and watching, and I loved it too because they're also the ones that are taking phone calls. Mm-hmm. Not that that's they have, a good point. Not that they have to explain a bit of what you're saying and not that I would want them but they are seeing the difference in the dogs and now they know there's where different we can confidence get. level in the voice yes. of whatever they're talking about yes because now they have a fact in their head they saw it seeing is believing right? yes yep so that was one of those unexpected moments where you're right. like wow my my the girls in the office are watching too so you know they're attracted to watching and seeing the changes as well so so it was, what do you what what do you think the most? I mean, we'll get three or four maybe. But what's the the top most significant thing you learned this week? What do you think that is? And it doesn't even have to be about dogs. Just what did you learn that is the most significant? If you can pick one, if you can't pick one, just tell me a few of them. But if you can find one that's the top, the most significant one, what would it be? You think? It's listening to my instincts again. Yeah. And, and that's a, you know, that's a very broad umbrella thing for the entire week. Um, yeah, I mean, how many know, times did I point that out for you? Anytime somebody said something, they didn't even realize their instincts. I'm like, yeah. then I would go into my instinct spiel. Yeah. Right. You got to listen. And it was my instincts that said, there's got to be a different way. Yeah. And I'm proud of myself. There was something that built up inside that said, wait, I got to I got to sit down here for a second. I got to think this through. What am I doing? And what do I need to do? And honestly, at that time, I also felt like I needed to create an identity to myself. Like I see other trainers out there and it seems like they have an identity of for what they do, their little niche or whatever. And I felt like I needed to create my own. So and I think that was also, you know, taking my left turn. It's like I took another left turn off of that left turn, Mm. you know, but that brought me full circle back around to like what I told you, you know, I did a version of this. Um, But this and probably it goes back to one of the another significant thing was the social pressure that we talked about with jet mm-hmm. i never understood I pointed that, that out to you with every time it was apparent yeah i showed you how to how to release that that pressure yeah you didn't know it needed to be released no but the, that's social pressure mounting and then we have the ability to release that it's painful when things build up he literally has a tumor the size of, you know, a bowling ball, a bowling ball. So if you think about things building up, building up, how comfortable that is, his social pressure mounted to the point where it was going to pop a yeah. tumor that looks like it's going to blow. Yeah. But we released it in time, you know, yeah. and we we didn't release it all at one time. We, we tsh, 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 yeah. tsh, and now I haven't heard him cry out for me once since uh since this morning so but probably the sensitivity and the respect yeah is is really it you know the the relationship that was full of respect back and forth between you and the dogs Mm -hmm. and the sensitivity meaning there's times to be very 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 soft it's it's matching their intensity Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be I don't work with those dogs that are trying to kill other dogs and and kill people and attack and bite kids and that type of thing. So we don't have to take that intensity so high to work with that. And I'm starting to enjoy that more because I know now that 
we're booked out two months for boarding trains. We can, we all here as a staff can make a living and work with the dogs that we want to work with without being in danger and, and going home to our families with a hole in our, in our hand. And we're good with it, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so that sensitivity is, you know, being respectful of who they are, their body language, what they're communicating to us, and then being able to in turn kind of, you know, give that back to them and teach them that, hey, I'm right there with you, pal. Like, we're going to work together. We're going to get you off the ledge here and you can come be part of the pack. And, you know, dog listening is a listening to the dog is a buzzword, you know, but mm-hmm. you can see when I can hear what they're yeah. talking about. Yeah. It's the difference between just saying a word and maybe even doing an all right job with it. But when you can really hear, that's my my pressure matrix. Pressure is not just something a trainer does to a dog. It's something that exists everywhere. And the dog is either feeling pressure mount or it's applying pressure. And I, if I don't listen to it, I can't, we can't have a conversation, mm-hmm. you know? So listening to the dog's energy is so valuable and i think you got a really good idea of yeah of where you're going with that what what else did you learn um i know that you had fun using my 10 rules with your kids yeah i did (laughs) it was fun (laughs) yeah and i got to write those rules down too that i think that was one of the things you said that uh you learned that what i teach i i don't even relate even when i'm working with a dog to the dog it everything i teach you can use anywhere in your life yeah yeah, and I and I totally did. I you I used it on my kids. I didn't even I didn't even tell my wife. I just it was time to get your shoes on, and they didn't move. And I just stood right next to one of my kids, and they just kind of look at like what dad? And I'm like, time to put on your shoes. You didn't like, have to be angry. You just said no. Maybe you didn't hear me. It was time yeah. your shoes on. I'll be here for you. Yeah. So it was just interesting, and I'm like, I don't know if I should tell my wife that I actually use a dog training technique. Get a little better at it yeah. before you, and, and use it on your wife a couple of times, and then. <laughs> Then tell her about it. (laughs) So, and then show her what she's doing naturally with the rules, and say that's rule number eight right there. You know, (laughs) that's rule number three. You know, yeah. What do you mean? Well, you're great with this, and once you understand how it works, then you want to work it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It was very cool, and and uh, it's just it's going to be fun. I look. I know reality is going to hit Monday morning. Mm -hmm. You know. Like you're gone. I'm not here. Yeah. Shit, I got to do this now. Yep. But the other part of you being here was it wasn't me going to see you and having to suck all that information up, take it with me, bring it back here. Lose dis- some of it in the luggage on the way yep. back. And disperse it among, you know, five or six other people where they're going to interpret it differently. So, you know, you being here and being able to explain it to them every single day, yep. like now we're all on board. If, I, if, I, if there's something that I forget, Serena may remember it or Nick or Matt or Renee. And even or if all of you forget, I'm a phone call away. Yeah. Oh, you're going to get videos. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, that's, I need them. That's how I can continue to improve you. Yeah. Everybody's asked me questions, questions, questions. I've just recently, and I've played with it and not been serious about it, but I'm no longer answering questions without video. Yeah. Because there's so many ways to interpret one thing. And so I'm not seeing what you're, I'm not seeing what's really happening because I'm listening to what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And so many times I'm given my 
prescription or whatever you would yeah. call it, the diagnosis, and they go, oh, no, no, this is happening. See, now I have to change my diagnosis because you you didn't fill me in. Yeah. You didn't think that was important. You didn't know this. Yeah. And so, uh, especially trainers and, and pack walkers asking me questions, I'm like, as soon as you have a video, I'll, I'll be happy. Yeah, because there's so much yeah. contextual that you need to see. Yeah, because yeah. I can give you the information based on what I see in my head, but do you see the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. You know, when we looked at your video, I'm like, right there, right there, right here, yeah. right here, right here, right here. And we weren't even <laughs> three seconds into right. the video. <laughs> well, we ended up 30 because I couldn't push pause, but it was three seconds. It was the technology yeah. coming out. Yeah. My problem with technology, <laughs> but yeah. And, and I didn't need to see the whole video Yeah, because you were repeating the same things yep. over and over again. Yep. And that's a couple of different things. My rule number eight is, um, the, the pattern you set is the pattern you get. And then the thing that your mom says is that uh, lessons are repeated until they're learned. Mm -hmm. And I didn't need to share with you and continue to badger you about what you're doing the same thing in, in an inappropriate way or not enough mm -hmm. or too much because it was going to be the same. I did not need to see the rest of that. And neither yeah. did you. You didn't need not me to see all. it because no. you got everything you needed just from that. Yeah, no doubt. Video. So um, there's a lot that uh, people miss when when they can't see it you know, i tell people something like you're tense you're tense i'm not tense i'm not tense you're tense i'm not tense and it'd be a big argument okay let's look at the video oh my god i'm tense yeah you can't see it because you've practiced it for so long it's like having a posture that's bent over your posture is supposed to be upright and 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 out and back and we get so comfortable with being uncomfortable in a negative way that we, when we get our body in the right position, it hurts. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So when we can't see the tension we carry because we carry it so much, I think one of the things you liked was how many pounds of groceries would it take to keep your arm that still 10, 15 pounds? Yeah. Well, there isn't 10, 15 pounds in your hand. There's just a, a leash and there's no, no, no tension on the end of it. So why are you carrying 15 pounds of pressure in your head yeah. or pounds of uh, weight in your head? Um, it's funny. As soon as you said that, all I could think of was like a gallon milk in a, in a grocery right? bag somebody was carrying. And I, and uh, I mean, I may get a dumbbell to put in a bag for people to carry around right. and think this is what it takes to walk your dog on a loose leash. <laughs> like this. And they're not even there that yeah. you're carrying that much weight. Yeah. So that, that's, it's, it's a good stuff. So you're going to learn, practice, you're going to fuck up, you're going to master, and you're going to yeah. begin again. Yep. And I'm not adding fuck up into my my thing there. It is, it is learn, <laughs> <your> practice, <laughs> learn, practice, master, begin again. And I showed you a hundred thousand different ways of doing that, uh, of beginning again, beginning again. You can learn, practice, I'm not ready to master, learn, practice, learn, practice, master, learn again uh, before you... Uh, before you actually be, you could begin again can happen at any point during mm -hmm. that. But the begin again part is a, is a break, a celebration. It's like summer break. You, you don't, it's a time to even think about what I need to 
learn next you know it's a it's a marker that i accomplished something yeah uh it's a very important thing i think that's another thing that you like too is that every single thing i have there's a reason for it and just like that begin again it's not oh my god i gotta begin again no i look what i just did Mm -hmm. i just did this i don't need to do anything right now let me just enjoy what i created taking a moment and then while i'm enjoying this uh, it's like being on a beach but you're just in your mind Mm -hmm. and what else do I want to learn? I don't know. I get to, I get to choose. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, I was shocked a little bit of a tangent. I was shocked that our social on Wednesday night was the first one you'd ever been to. I know. Right. Yeah. Well, I have a big problem with even group classes. So, um, my problem with it, and I'll, I'll tell you what I thought of the social in a second. My problem with like group classes and things like that is if I'm teaching and somebody has an issue with their dog, they're trying to control two people on either side of that person is looking at them, whether they're looking at them, why don't you get your dog under control so I can listen because they're not listening. Mm-hmm. They want to judge or they're like, I wonder if they need my help so that we can all listen, Yeah, you know? And so four people, five people don't hear the cure to cancer because of that. So I don't necessarily need your dog here. I don't even necessarily want you to practice on your dog. I'd rather you practice on a bunch of dogs and come home and your dog says, how the fuck did you learn that? Yeah. What is going on? Because if you practice on your dog and you fail a lot while you're, while you're learning, your dog knows everything, every weakness. It's like playing poker with the cards facing your opponent. <laughs> so I always like to do it uh, with whatever dogs are at the facility or, and then go home with this information Mm -hmm. and change things, be rule number nine, be completely different, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but your social, I, you know, I'd never been to one, you know, I'd I'd heard how they began with like Dick Russell and everything. And then Mm -hmm. I've seen how they progressed. And I was like, Oh, I don't know if I want to see your thing. I have respect for you. You know, I've (laughs) seen some of the other ones on video and I'm like, Oh, but I got to tell you, man, not only did you just leaving the dog part out, the dog portion out of it, every person knew that you were going to shut the gate at 6 p.m. And if they got there late, they couldn't come in. So they, people were there half an hour, 45 minutes early, yep. and they were ready, eager, motivated to get in there. And you didn't have to give any instruction. Everybody just did their did the thing that they knew they were supposed to do. And they just waited for that cue to take your dog off the leash. Yep. And then they continued to move it towards the the end there was some coagulation you know or three or four people will get together there mm-hmm. wasn't the the whole uh yeah thing but i i gotta tell you um i was impressed mm-hmm. you know there were some things i like when i said that hey, you're gonna let that go on I, you know mm-hmm. you said yes i'm like okay it's your thing uh and it worked out the way you you told me things work yep. and i was impressed and you had a great turnout and mm-hmm. Everybody left right after a couple of people hung around, but nobody like tried to bend your ear so much for free advice. They came in, did their thing with their dog. The dogs were happy, go lucky and, and, or learning to be, uh, and then they went home. It's funny though. You talk about, you know, when people started to group together, I look at that from the aspect because yeah, sometimes the yard can get lopsided, Mm -hmm. right? You, You can sometimes get... 15 to 30 people on one side of the yard, not like huddled up, but they're all moving, you know? And I look at that and I go, 
they're here to be social with each other. Too. It's a social. You know, this isn't just the dogs because I do have clients that have created a friendship of sorts, a kinship that I hey, can tell, you know, so they're all so happy for you for this and that. Yeah. yeah. So I, there's a part of me that looks at that and I go, God, I don't, they're enjoying themselves. Why would I split this up and make this that back military, like military you know, coming left, out. right, left, yeah. full <laughs> circle. Like I, I just look at it and I go, okay, look, if the dogs are moving, the, it, the movement is happening then we're fine. There was a flow. You know? Even totally. though there was a clump here and there, there mm-hmm. was a flow. There's a rhythm. And uh, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. It doesn't mean I'm going to enjoy going to other ones because <laughs> I've just seen so many of them. That, yeah. And that's what I mean. You put that stuff online and you think that that, yeah. I'm like, that's worse than the dog park that I used to go to. You yeah. Know? Yep. The way there was chaos and nobody doing anything. I'm like, how is that? Helpful. How is it helpful? Yeah. Everybody trying to do it in a basement or a tiny room. That yeah. is not what I think Dick Russell had in mind when he was designing that and, yeah. and building it. I think that he would be a little ashamed to see all of it uh, so close quarters. And yeah. I mean, people are lucky that dogs aren't killing themselves because you, the whole point is an open field. Yeah. So we give space. So that the tension doesn't grow. But when I see them in these tiny warehouses, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. And we're about a half acre fenced in somewhere around. I there. thought it was a perfect size yeah. because there was so much space in between that little gully. So when the dogs would uh, go from humans on the left side to humans on the right side, there was so much space and, and uh, it was it was peaceful to see. Yeah. And I think that's what a socialist is supposed to be like, right? I yeah. mean, I, you gave me that, uh, Dick, I honestly have never seen anything that Dick Russell's done. Yeah, the dog I man just read DVD. a couple articles before he passed yep. and, and, uh, I can't wait to see his, his DVD, but I think that this is more from the articles that I read when he was alive, that th- what you're doing is more towards what he was doing mm-hmm. and what he envisioned. And, and I totally agree with it. Yeah. You know, you got to have the space. Yeah. You know, if you want the, the cow to come to you, give them the whole field. You know? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yep. It's been a great week. Oh, man. I don't want it to end. I know. I don't I know. want it to end. Did we cover everything? I think so. I think it was awesome. Yeah. Anything you want to ask? Anything you want to say? Anything you want to? No, I. it's just now put that. Now it's time to work. Yeah. Well, now it's like reality is, because this is going to, we're going to push stop. And then uh, now we got to look at taking me to the airport. And, yeah. And you're looking at, it's got to begin. I'm looking at its fucking ending. Yeah. It's sad for me. I, I, bet. I enjoy these things. Yeah. I enjoy teaching people and watching them flourish. Yeah. I get disappointed a few times, you know, and you, you get some greedy people that, you know, want to think they'd be somebody that they're not. And, you know, my name's attached to it. Thank God they're not saying my name's attached to them, mm-hmm. but I know that they're mine, you know? Yeah. I, but for the most part, I love seeing all of, I mean, I'm, I go to weddings uh, from students from over 12 years ago or 12 years ago. Uh, it, it's awesome. like, a, I don't have a family. So mm-hmm. like, I feel like you guys right now are having part. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. And, uh, we'll be in contact for, yeah. for as long as we know each other. So, yeah. 
Um, that's what I provide. If, if, if I give you something and you're able to, whether it's the money or whether it's the time, uh, all of that dedication, I, I don't care about the money at that point. I'll keep mm-hmm. doing it, giving you information. And of course, if it becomes something that, uh, I'm like, dude, Hey, now I can't eat because you're, <laughs> yeah. you know, so then at that point, but, yeah. uh, we're looking at other ways to, to do that. We're, yep. we're even talking about having a, a workshop here at, at, uh, yeah. at your facility. So that to me is, uh, you know, cooperation mm-hmm. and that's my, that's my mark for anything I do with the dog or human is find that, that cooperative pressure working zone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Workshop would be awesome. I'm hoping we can come together with something. Yeah. It'd be, be fun. We'll, we'll, we'll work on it. Kink out the, de- or work out yeah. the details. The work kinks in the hose. Kinks in the hose. Yeah. Cool. But, uh, yeah, you got a great family, thank great you. kids. <laughs> when they're saying please and thank you without you telling them to, I'm like, yeah. I love seeing that the yeah. politeness and, and and your wife is great too. Your mom, I got to see your mom yeah. more than I saw the rest of your family. I know, I know. Uh, I hope she. I know she had a little accident and hit a deer, and I hope she's oh yeah gonna be all right. Yeah, she'll be good. Good. All Time right. Well, I don't know what else to say. Time to get to work. Let's do it. <laughs>